Hello and welcome to a new episode of Paradigm Shift, the podcast where we explore truth through forgotten knowledge. I am your host, Sergio Halabi, and the question I will try to answer during this episode is, is the universe real or not? Let's go ahead and do the intro. Now it's important to state that just last year, in 2022, the Nobel Prize for Physics went to three scientists who were actually able to prove that the universe is not local, also known as is not real. Now first we need to define what real is or what local is before we move on to discuss how this was proven, what it means to us, how we can use it to our advantage and how we can take it further. And in order to do that, we need to go all the way back to the 1930s. Back then, there were two different schools of thoughts, and they disagreed about the physics of small things. The first school of thought believed that particles existed with an already established set of parameters that act the same regardless of the existence of an observant or not. This means that the age-old question of if a tree falls in the forest and no one is around to hear it, would it make a sound? Now, in this school of thought, they would answer it with a resounding yes, because particles would react the same and sound would always come out no matter what, whether there was someone to receive this information or not. The second school of thought believed in something else. It believed that particles existed in a state of possibilities. It could be anything, and it only becomes what it needs to become, or as they say, it would collapse into something after it has been observed by a conscious being or quantified or measured. In the question of if the tree falls in the forest by itself, the answer would be that the tree would not make a sound because there was no observant next to it to actually quantify those particles. This is the same idea with Schrodinger's cat, where it is both alive and dead until you open the box and see what's inside. The idea behind the second school of thought is that any particle that exists within our universe exists in a state of being of all different possibilities that they can be. And they only become what we see them once we see them. Now, with that, several experiments took place over the years and the decades. One of the most famous one, obviously, would be the double slit experience. This is an experience that I've discussed in this podcast before, and It's a little bit complicated to discuss simply through words, so I invite everyone to go online and research what it means. But to make it simple and short, the double slit experiment proved that a particle exists in a state of possibilities, and it's only after being observed or measured that it collapses into one of those states, which means that the second schools of thought was correct. Building on that, Scientists have also experimented with something called quantum entanglement, which quite simply means that two particles enter in a state of connection where they can still communicate with each other regardless of time. Let's say two coins that have entered in a state of quantum entanglement are thrown in two opposite directions of the galaxy. 
on one side there is person A who will be receiving coin 1 and on the other side of the galaxy there will be person B who will be waiting to receive the second coin. Obviously these two are hundreds of thousands of light years away and the original theory that is actually now proven by the three scientists who won the Nobel Prize, they proved that if a coin reaches the first person, let's say it lands on its head, that means that it's 100% guaranteed that the second coin, once it reaches the second person, it will land on its tail. This happens 100% of the time without fail. Now obviously we are mentioning coins, but the actual experiment deals with particles. So the reason why this happens 100% of the time is because in order to preserve energy, when two particles enter in a state of quantum entanglement and then they are flung in the opposite direction, if one of them rotates to the left, or let's say clockwise, then the other has to rotate to the right or anti-clockwise in order to preserve momentum. As we know that in order to preserve energy, these two particles have to be equal to each other with the way they react. Anything other than that suggests that there is an outside force. So for example, if both particles are rotating to the left, that means that there's an outside force affecting these two particles. But within them, if they are flung opposite of each other while maintaining energy, that means they have to be rotating in opposite directions. Now with this said and proven, it means that the two particles that were flung across the galaxy do not deal with space and time. They don't deal with distance. And that the information that is contained between them would have to travel faster than the speed of light, which is according to the laws of physics, is not only an improbability, but an impossibility. So this means that the information that we have from these experiments, as well as what came before them, we are now looking at the closest proven thought process that the universe does not deal with space and time. That the information that is, that is between two particles is not related to the distance between them, which means that the universe itself is not local. It is in fact a projection. The reason behind this conclusion is that since these particles are still in contact with each other across space and time, it means that they are not getting their information from any local source, but they are connected outside of our universe. Now obviously, the universe getting its information from a location that is not within itself, or from an outside location, is a pretty big statement. It's something that shakes the foundation of everything that we know. And the fact that it's not only been proven on a scientific level, that is also accepted on a scientific level as recently as last year, shows that humanity is in fact on the path to understanding its own nature of reality. And the universe not being local is something not really new when it comes to philosophical or spiritual ideas. This, these ideas have come before. It's only now that they are being proven on a more scientific way and being accepted more on a mainstream level. Several hypotheses have come before it, such as simulation theory, divine matrix theory, law of one theory, holographic principle, and many more. And to deep dive into some of these hypotheses, 
We can talk about the simulation theory, which dictates that we are living in a simulated reality, whether we are aware of it or not. This is no different than how a video game would work on a philosophical level or a psychological level. Characters inside any video game are living their own realities but are unaware of the objective reality. Not only that, but they also are simulating consciousness. They have their own memories, thoughts and ideas. They think they are free but they are not. This simulation theory definitely agrees with our non-local universe theory in the fact that that information that is projected into this simulation does not originate from the simulation itself, but from an outside source. Another principle or hypothesis is the holographic principle, which states that all information that is inside the universe, which we think is three-dimensional, is in fact in a two-dimensional plane, but is projected onto the third dimension where we can experience it. There's a lot more detail when it comes to this principle that I may cover in a future episode, but the basis of it is that it all originates from the same place, from the same point, where all particles are connected together in that one point. This also feeds into a more spiritual hypothesis, which is the divine matrix or the divine consciousness, which states that we are all connected to the creator, the source of all reality. And everything that we experience is what the creator is experiencing through us and how it is projecting its own reality into our existence so that we can experience it. So what does this all mean and why should we care about it? To me, this is the foundation of us understanding the nature of the reality that we are experiencing how our universe is built, what is it built on. And now that we have the first scientific proof that our universe is not local and that it's all connected in one point, that means that we are all connected in that point. All our emotions, our experiences, the future, the past, the present, different realities, different alternate realities, different dimensions, it's all connected into one, one point that is projecting itself, which means that we can achieve anything we want from that point. It means that every projection that we have put in front of us, we can trace its source back to the one. And that means that we can experience a different projection. All projections exist within the same time frame. There is no time. There is no space. The reality that we are experiencing is simply a projection of that one point. We can use that to our advantage. We can alternate outcomes into our benefits. We can look into each other. We can understand on a deep, spiritual, metaphysical quantum level that all of us are connected every living non-living being anything within our reality all the particles that make us they are just originating from one single point and that is the point that we can go back to that is the point where we can look into 
to experience whatever we can. And with that, I'm gonna end the episode. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends. I am on all different podcast channels. You can also find me on Instagram, paradigm.shift.experience, where I go deeper into the topics I talk about. I also have a merchandise website. If you want to support me, please go ahead. And until next time, thank you.